What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good? What's good? Back at it again with another episode. Back at it again, trying to get everything good. Today was a green day in the stock market. It's always good to come on here when the market's green. I'm not sure if it was green last week when I came on, but, you know, if we can keep that streak going, that would be beautiful. That would be beautiful. What's good, IG? Come over here to the Trade For Yourself podcast over here on YouTube, trying to get everything set up here. Give me a second, everybody, while I get all this stuff set up here. Hope everybody's doing well today. Hope everybody's staying locked in on the market. That's always important. That's always important. So to start off, welcome again back to the Trade for Yourself podcast. It's your host, Devon Elder. And so today we're going to get back into the market. So the market, a lot's been going on. So we really got a lot to talk about here today. But as the title of the episode says today, how does the Federal Reserve affect the stock market? And so this is extremely important, okay? If, if we're truly going to be investors, if you're going to invest in the stock market, if you're going to just know about the economy in general, you got to know why the Fed is so important. I was calling the Fed for short, but we got to know why the Federal Reserve is so important. And so tonight, we're going to go over why the Federal Reserve is so important. Now, as always, please like, please subscribe. Make sure you share the episode. If you're on IG, come over here on YouTube because we're really finna go through some things and really give some game out here. Share screens, the whole nine yards. Ask me some questions. Like I always have a topic to talk about every single podcast. I always do. But I do want to have an interaction in the live chat. So please reach out to me in the live chat. Interact with me in the live chat. Ask me any question. And I'll make sure that I answer your question tonight so we can make sure that we have some understanding, have some feedback, have some dialogue. So as I stated before, okay, how does the Federal Reserve affect the stock market? Now, we had a very, very important Fed decision here today. So let me go ahead and share my screen here for a second. Okay, so the Federal Reserve raises rates by half a percentage point, the biggest hike in two decades to fight inflation. The Federal Reserve increased its benchmark interest rate by half a percentage point in line with market expectations. In addition, the central bank outlined a program in which it eventually will reduce its bond holdings by $95 billion a month. The rate move is the largest since 2000 and is in response to burgeoning inflation pressures. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell underlined the commitment to bringing inflation down, but indicated that raising rates by 75 basis points at, a, at this time is not something that the committee is actively considering. Now, we have to now before we even get into any of this, what does this even mean? Like, is this Chinese? Is this gibberish? We have to define some things before we can actually say, okay, what does this mean? So first of all, what is the Federal Reserve? 
okay? The Federal Reserve is the central bank for the United States, okay? And the Federal Reserve has a dual mandate. That means it has two responsibilities. It has the responsibility of having price stability and maximum employment. Now, the Fed is doing pretty well in terms of the maximum employment because we have a lot of job openings out there. Wages are up. And we also have to say that our unemployment rate is pretty low. They're expecting the unemployment rate to be anywhere between 3.5 and 3.6% when it comes out on this Friday. So that's the maximum employment piece. But, but what about the price stability? Now, everybody knows that inflation is sky high. We're dealing with some of the highest inflation we deal, we've dealt with since the 1970s and the 1980s. So the Federal Reserve has a responsibility and it has a responsibility to fight inflation. So, so some of the tools in the Fed's toolbox to fight inflation is that they will raise interest rates and they will raise interest rates to cool off the economy a little bit because the economy is performing very, very well. The economy is performing very, very strong. When you look at the fact that if, if you look at just S&P 500 companies, over 75% of the S&P 500 companies have reported beats. They have reported increases in relation to what the, the analysts estimated in terms of their earnings. So earnings are still growing. The consumer is still strong. The consumer is still spending money. But the problem is, is, is this inflation. The price of oil is high. Food prices are high. Car prices, all those things are high. And so the Federal Reserve has to fight inflation. Now, inflation has been very bad and it's actually been something that has been affecting the stock market, okay? And so the Fed raises by half a percentage point, okay? So what does that mean? Okay, so let's go through here. Okay, so the Federal Reserve on Wednesday raises benchmark interest rate by half a percentage point, the most aggressive step yet in its fight against a 40-year high in inflation. So Fed Chairman Powell said that inflation is too high. He understands the hardship that is causing people in America, and they're trying to move expeditiously. <laughs> they're trying to move fast here, y'all, to make sure that they bring this thing back down. And so multiple 50 basis point rates are, are 50 basis point rate hikes ahead, even though they're not going to have anything more aggressive. And so pretty much they're raising the federal funds rate. And when they raise the federal funds rate, it also does affect some of the other lending rates as well, like our mortgage rates and all of that. So what is the federal funds rate anyway, the rate that they actually raised? It sets how much banks can charge each other for short-term lending, specifically overnight lending. Okay, so what does that mean? So banks can borrow money from each other. And so by law, a bank has to have a certain amount of money in its reserves at all times. Banks have to have a certain amount of money in its reserves at all time to make sure that it can handle any transaction it needs to handle by federal law, okay? If it doesn't have enough money in its reserves at that time, it can then borrow money from other banks overnight to make sure that the bank can pretty much cover that shortfall. And so pretty much the federal funds rate, the rate that Fed Powell and the committee actually increased 
that affects the amount that banks charge each other for short-term lending. Okay, so that's important. Also, along with the other move in rates, the central bank also indicated that it will begin reducing asset holdings on its $9 trillion balance sheet. The Fed had been buying bonds to keep interest rates low and money flowing through the economy during the pandemic, but the surge in prices has forced a dramatic rethink in monetary policy. Now, this is the thing. The Fed was buying up bonds in order to support the economy because economic activity shut down due to COVID-19. Nobody was doing anything. COVID-19 just shut everything down. And so the Federal Reserve was buying up assets to be able to support the economy. Now the Federal Reserve is trying to sell this debt to other people and allow other people to collect those interest and principal payments and add it onto their balance sheet. The reason why they have to pretty much taper down the balance sheet is because if we have another recession and the Fed doesn't have enough buying power in its arsenal or have enough available buying power, it won't be able to properly use its tools to be able to help us recover from a recession again. And so the markets were prepared for both moves, okay, that the markets were prepared for both moves, but nonetheless, it has been volatile throughout the year. And the reason why it's been volatile is because investors hate uncertainty. They do not like uncertainty. So the market's been going up and down, up and down, up and down. When, Wednesday's rate hike that we just had will push the federal funds rate to a range of 0.75 to 1%. And the current marking pricing has the rate rising to 2.75 to 3% by year's end. That is not, that may be something that may be an estimation, but that's not set in stone, okay? So the Federal Reserve, they really want their Fed funds rate to be at a neutral rating, which neutral is something that they say is around 2%, 2.25%. In addition to that, they also want inflation to be hovering around 2%. But we also know it, but we also know that inflation is hovering above 8%. So that's something that it has to work out. Okay, so if we look at it, he said, so we look at it, stocks went higher after this announcement, while treasury yields backed off their earlier highs. I'm going to explain why I think that happened. So markets now expect the central bank to continue raising rates aggressively in the coming months. And Powell said that only that moves of 50 basis points should be on the table at the next couple of meetings but he seemed to discount the likelihood of the Fed getting more hawkish. Okay, so what does the term hawkish mean? Hawkish means pretty much that the Fed is not going to be accommodative, meaning that they're not going to, they're not going to provide as much support for the economy. The economy is going to have to be able to stand on its own two feet, right? If, it was, if this statement was to say that the Fed will be getting more dovish, that means that the Fed is being more accommodative in terms of monetary policy, meaning that they are going to print money, buy back bonds, and pretty much give the economy a lifeline. But since the Fed has done so much so far, now it's time for them to taper back and allow the economy to stand on its own two feet. I actually talked about that in an episode back. Please go check that out. 
So it says 75 basis points is not something the committee is actively considering. Keep that in mind. That will come back. That will come back around whenever I talk about my point. And the American economy is very strong and well positioned to handle tighter monetary policy, adding that he foresees a soft or softish landing for the economy despite tighter monetary policy. Now, in the months previous to this, many investors have been saying to themselves they really truly don't believe that the economy can have this soft landing. Investors don't believe that the Federal Reserve can actually accomplish what they need to do with, with raising these interest rates to fight inflation and not cause a recession, okay? Okay, so let's talk about the plan about the bonds. So starting on June 1st, the plan will see that 30 billion of treasuries and 17 and a half billion of mortgage-backed securities roll off. After three months, the cap for treasuries will increase to 60 billion and 35 billion for mortgages. So this is the balance sheet reduction happening. Selling these assets, getting these assets off of their balance sheet so they can have more room to move here. And these numbers were mostly in line. It was nothing that people really were not anticipating. Okay, so if we look at this, what does all of this mean in the long run? The 50 basis point increase is the biggest increase the rate setting FOMC has instituted since May 2000. Back then, the Fed was fighting the excesses of the early dot-com era and the internet bubble. This time around, the circumstances are quite a bit different. So as I talked about, economic activity shut down, the Fed was buying up bonds. When they were buying up those bonds, they were doing that during the pandemic. And in 2020, the Fed slashed its benchmarks funds rate to a range of zero to 0.25% and instituted an aggressive program of bond buying that more than doubled the size of its balance sheet. At that time, Congress approved a series of bills that injected more than $5 trillion of physical spending into the economy. That's why more than 40% of the money that is in circulation right now was printed over the last two years. This is why. This is why there's so much money out here in circulation. So if we think about this thing and we look at this thing, we're looking at inflation over a 12-month period rose 8.5% in March. Okay, keep that in mind. That's going to be important too. So when we look at all of these things, we have to ask ourselves this question. Where do we go from here? Okay, we have all this data. We have all these things going on. Okay, what does this mean from here? So let's talk about what the market did today. Okay, let's, so this is a daily chart of the S&P 500. Let's break this down to a one hour. Or you know what? Let's, let, let's break it down to an, to an even smaller time frame so we can specifically see what happened today. So, if we look at what happened today here, it's kind of hard for me to kind of explain this, but to really tell you what happened today, pretty much this morning, the market was down. And when the market was down this morning, okay, the market was down this morning, but the volume was very low. So what do I mean by that? When I mean that the volume was low this morning, I mean that the amount of shares traded 
for a particular stock or particular stocks across the board were very, very low this morning. And the market was down this morning. The market was down this morning because the S&P, the S&P SPY, which we refer to as the S&P 500 ETF, it opened at 417.08 today. And it dropped all the way down to 413.71. Okay, that was the lowest it got today. And that was before Jerome Powell came on and had his press conference. Okay, so the market was down, the S&P was down, the NASDAQ was down, was negative. The Dow almost dipped. I think, think it was negative for a brief moment, but all in all, just to let you know, the market was down across the board and volume was very low. At about 11 o'clock this morning, the volume was around 25 million shares that were traded on this particular stock. The average 10-day volume for the shares on this stock were 121 million shares. So the market was dropping, but at the same time, the volume was very low. That's very abnormal. Okay, that is very truly abnormal. And so I was thinking to myself, at the end of the day, investors hate uncertainty. And they truly did not know what the Fed was going to do. In my opinion, I believe that most investors anticipated and most investors believe that the Federal Reserve was going to raise the interest rate by 50 basis points, by 0.5%, and that they were not going to raise it 0.75%. 0.75% would be something that would be considered very, very aggressive. And I don't believe that the market would have been able to pretty much digest that. And also the fact that Jerome Powell stated in his statement saying that, hey, we are not going to raise 0.75. We are going to raise 0.50, but we're not going to raise 0.75. And we're going to make these determinations at every single Fed meeting. So Jerome Powell has been very measured. Since I have been watching the market, since 2020, Jerome Powell has been extremely measured. Okay, he's been extremely measured and he's always did what he said he was going to do. He is not going to do something just because you told him to do it. Okay, he's going to take his time. He's going to be measured. He's going to look at the data. He's going to let the data validate. And then he's going to make his move. Now, this is the thing. Like I said earlier, the market was down this morning with low volume. Only 25 million shares were traded, but over 121 are normally traded. Okay, so this rate hike right here was seen as like one of the most important rate hikes over a generation. Like this was just so, so important. All the puns on the TV were talking about this because they understand that the inflation has to be corrected. And so people were expecting 0.5%. So what I think happened was, I think that the market dropped down, okay? The market dropped down, the market went down lower. And what happened was, I believe that the market was trying to price in what, what Fed Powell was already gonna say. He was, the market was trying to price that in. So pretty much the market was already anticipating them raising it 0.5%. So if the market was down low with low volume, the only way that the market would go Lower because of that is if Jerome Powell said something that the market didn't expect. If he would have said that, hey, we're going to raise it 0.75%, then that would have then that would be an issue. And then the market would be like, hey, we didn't expect all of that. That's too aggressive. 
let me sell off some assets. Let me get lit. Let me adjust my portfolio right now. But the fact that Jerome Powell did exactly what everybody expected him to do, the fact that we were down this morning was just pricing in that move. And then we had a big rally over the rest of the day. <laughs> okay, we had a big rally over the rest of the day. And a lot of people were able to make some good money on some trades. I was able to make a pretty good day trade on AMD, 100% return. Took, took half off the table and then ended up closing out the position up 250% on the day on AMD because AMD was very low. AMD reported good earnings. They dropped off those earnings. I said, look, this is not real. I'm going to have conviction right here. And I'm going to say, I believe right here that this interest rate hike is already priced in this morning. Jerome Powell is going to be very measured and he's not going to tell us anything that we don't already know. He told us everything that we already know. He didn't do anything that we didn't expect. He was very measured. And because of that, the market took off on a rally. The S&P 500 was up 124 points, up almost 3%. The NASDAQ was up 401 points, up 3.19. Dow Jones was up 932 points, up 2.81%. Okay, the Russell 2000 was up 51 points, up more than two and a half percent. Okay, so the major indices rallied off of this news. Now, now, like I said before, we were down low today and we ended up very, very high. But but the, the question that we have to ask ourselves is, are we out of the woods yet? No, just because we had a good day in the stock market does not mean that we are out of the woods. So let's so let's let's look at the S&P 500 and let's look at it over a day time span, okay? And let's look at it from a year to date perspective on the S&P, all right? So let's look at this let's look at this year to date chart for the S&P 500 and I've got some things up here. Now, I've got some levels marked off We've got the top level, 4,818.62. That's our all-time high for the year. Okay, that's, that, that's our all-time high for the year. But if you look at how we are trending, we are in a defined downtrend right now. Why is that? We are having, we are having lower lows and lower highs. Lower lows, lower highs. We had a low. We had a year-to-date low. On February 24th, this is when we had the news that came out that Russia was invading Ukraine. We were at about 4,114.65 on, on the index, okay? We went up a little bit, a little higher, and then we had a double bottom. What is a double bottom? That means a double bottom is when you touch a level two times and you don't go below it, okay? So we had a double bottom here in the week between March 8th and then March 15th. And then we rose up and then we have a resistance level. We met resistance, 4,637.30, a resistance level. That's a lower high in relation to where we were in January. Then we came down to a lower low. We made a lower low two days ago. This Monday, we had a lower low. Okay, that lower low occurred on May 2nd. So pretty much this past Monday, that was the lowest that we have been 
pretty much the whole year. We came down to 4,061.41. So in order for me to say that we are out of the woods, at minimum, we would need to break above 4,637.30 this year, at minimum. Okay, to, to say that to, for me to be more bullish and say, hey, we are really truly out of this downtrend. But to really, really, really get out of the downtrend, we got to get above an all-time high. We got to go above 4,818.62. We got to break this downtrend, y'all. Now, does this mean that we can't make money trading? No, because I just told you that I made a good AMD trade this morning. Okay, made a good trade. It doesn't mean that we can't make money. It just means that we have to be smart about it and we have to make high probability trades. Okay, we have to focus on our levels, focus on our te technicals, and also please be rooted in the long term. We have to understand that we need to buy good companies. I need to be increasing my position in AMD. Okay, I'll just go ahead and tell you. I need to be positioned my, I need to be increasing my position in AMD. I need to be increasing my positions in Apple, okay? You know, looking at Tesla, looking at these companies that I can buy shares of and be invested in over the long term. So what I want to tell you is this. We still have a lot of economic data that we need to sift through, that we need to go through, that we need to be able to understand before we can really truly say, hey, we're out of the woods, Okay, J Jerome Powell, quote unquote, saved us today, I guess. But look, do not believe the hype. You can still make some good trades. You can still look at some charts. You can still look at your technicals and do what you need to do. But number one, the first thing I want you to be focused on, I want you to be buying stocks over the long term. That's the first thing. I want you to be buying stocks over the long term. That way you are gaining ownership in companies. That way, that way you can pretty much be prepared over the long term. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to be continuing to learn more in the stock market. Learn more about the market. Do not sit on your hands and do nothing. Learn more about the stock market. Understand that you can make money in this thing, make money in this machine, print money in this machine. That's what it's for. Understand that. And the third thing I want you to do is I want you to be putting capital to the side. I want you to be putting capital to the side raising capital in your own way. Make sure that you're getting access to capital. Get you some cash and put it to the side because I'm not telling you that it's a foregone conclusion that we are going into a recession. I'm not telling you that because I really truly don't even know. I'm not even gonna sit up here and tell you that matter of factly that we're going to a recession. I don't know. What I do tell you is that you need to protect yourself at all times. <laughs> Like the UFC referees tell the fighters, protect yourself at all times during the fight. Be prepared for anything. Anything could happen at this point. So make sure that you keep that in mind, y'all. Keep that in mind about what we got going on. So, so Fed, so Fed, you know, Fed Chairman Powell said a lot to us today. Okay, so what really truly is going to get the market higher? Okay, what's, what is going to allow the stock market to go higher? So I talked about this a little bit last week. Marketwatch.com. Marketwatch.com has a U.S. economic calendar. This is free. You can go onto the website and you can see the major news releases that will be coming out every single day over the next month, month and a half. Okay, so 
today, the major release that we had was the FOMC statement. And that just stands for the Federal Open Market Committee and Federal Chairman Jerome Powell. He is the chairman of that committee. That's all that means. So we know what the Fed is going to be planning to do in terms of interest rates. To be honest, when they came out, I really don't, I really got to see what other investors are thinking, like, you know, our CNBC pundits and Bloomberg and all that, Bloomberg Terminal, all of them. I really want to see what they think about it, but it's really not that big of a deal to me right now. Um, well, no, 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 scratch that. No, 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 scratch that. It is a big deal to me. <laughs> I'm paying attention to it. I'm paying attention to it because this is how I'm making money, y'all. <laughs> I'm paying attention to it. I'm just saying that I've got some time to go back and review it. I'm I'm not I'm not stressing over it. Okay. It's very important. I understand that this is important. It's just I need some time to go back and review those things. Okay. So what are some major things that are going to be happening? So the unemployment rate comes out Friday. We're going to get non-farm payroll Friday. So that's going to pretty much tell us what the effect of the economy, the economy is. We're going to look at the labor force participation rate. So how many people are actually participating in the job market? That's what's really, truly going to affect the unemployment rate. Okay. And then next week, we're looking at core CPI. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, core CPI, the consumer price index. Investors are going to be looking at the consumer price index to determine and see where we are in inflation. Now, we can continue to move higher in the stock market if we have found a peak in inflation. Look, don't bet on it. Don't bet on the fact that we found it because I really truly don't think we found it yet. We may have found peak inflation in certain areas and that may be able to affect the overall market for us to understand it. But this is the thing, we're going to have to pretty much affect it, okay? We're going to have to have lower CPI in other places, pretty much excluding energy and food. We know energy and we know food is going to be high. The Russia and Ukraine conflict is messing us up from that standpoint, okay? It's messing us, from, messing us up from that perspective. So when you look at that thing, we've got to say, okay, this is going to be very important to see how investors are able to pretty much digest that information. So y'all, that's really all I had for today. Um, y'all, please like, please subscribe. Please make sure you reach out to me in the comments. Like I'm going to look in the comments and see if anybody has any questions, because like I said, I'm here. This is meant to be an open forum, open dialogue. Please do not hesitate to ask your questions so we can answer them so we can have that dialogue and so you can have the information and the education that you need so I can make sure that y'all are going to be successful in the market look I don't know everything so I need to add some more people to my team that know some things so we can understand and we can go through these things and actually talk about it so all in all what I want us to understand is this okay what well, what I want us to understand you know what let me go ahead and stop sharing real quick Okay, this is what I want us to understand. Number one, always have a long-term perspective. Okay, make sure that you are having a long-term perspective. Okay, we have time. The people that consume this content and the people that watch this podcast are retail investors. They are not institutional investors. What does that mean? 
that means that they do not have to show returns to clients. They are not going to, we are not going to get fired because we didn't outperform the S&P in 2022. That's not going to happen, y'all. We have time on our side. We can, we can really truly be slow. We can be methodical and we can be patient. We can be patient and we can play the long game and not really truly worry about the short game. Also, make sure that you are continuing to increase your skills in the stock market. Okay, increase your skills in the stock market. Make sure you are doing more research. Make sure that you are continuing to keep up with the market. Pay attention to what federal chairman Jerome Powell is doing. Like when I first got into the market, it was very hard for me to really truly understand all this Fed speak. But over time, I was able to understand the lingo. You've got to spend some time listening to what they are saying so you can understand the lingo. Okay, they are trying to make it difficult so people will not tap in. Look, look, we're, we're going to tap in because because like I like I tell people all the time, the stock market is the foundation for the wealth. And so I understand that this is a vehicle that I can use to build my wealth over the next three, five, seven, ten years. So I'm going to tap in. and I'm going to learn everything that I can about it. Understand the fundamentals, understand the technicals understand that the that the fundamentals and the technicals have to match up if you're doing research on a business and the technicals are sorry the technicals are just horrid they're awful but the fundamentals are good we've got to figure out okay why in the world is this business operating so well but the technicals are bad okay we we can figure out what the fair value is we can figure out what the business is worth but just because you buy it at a fair value or just because it's trading at a fair value at that time doesn't mean it will always continue to happen. So just be nimble in the market and just mirror, mirror that technical and combine that technical with that fundamental to really truly find that pricing. And one last thing, make sure that you are raising capital, raising cash, putting money to the side, putting money to the side so we can be repaired, repaired if we have a downturn. And so we can continue to buy assets on sale. Guys, I'm, I'm a shareholder of AMD, but I really need to be increasing my AMD position. I really do because AMD is a strong company and they reported strong results. Okay, I, I did a stock analysis video on them. Y'all reviewed that. Y'all go back to that. Go look at what they did in the last quarter. Records all across the board. We need to understand here that this is the time to be building the base. This is the time to be putting cash to the side and having capital so we can build our wealth over time. Guys, I appreciate everybody that tapped in, everybody that's tapping in with the Trade for Yourself podcast. Please make sure you like it, subscribe it. It really, truly helps out with the algorithm, okay? And make sure y'all remember, always remember, don't pay for it, trade for it. We'll catch y'all next week. See y'all later.